1: Some trouble. Spider-Sense Tingling. Spider-Sense Anybody else's Spider-Sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. It is your Spider-Sense tingling. You bet, bro. To listen to this show, find us on 4 and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit RevengeLover.com. We are still with it, bro, with Spectacular Spider-Man. Heck yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Before we get into this episode, just a reminder: if you'd like to follow along with us, and you should, because this show is very, very good. Even though it's not really streaming anywhere, it is available on DVD and on uh, Blu-ray if you can find them. Even though they're out of print, but you can still find them some places because it's a very good Blu-ray. But if not, on DVD or for purchase on digital platforms, and you should, because this show is great. And I'm excited about the episode we're talking about today, because it's um it's a it's a it's a it's a differently structured one. And I always like when shows are structured differently. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could just get into it then. Cause I don't think there's anything really to talk about, which is just, just just to dive in. So let's do that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Let's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This episode is the, of the spectacular Spider-Man is from season two, episode five episodes entitled first steps. The synopsis per IMDb. And we are reading this ice cold and I can already tell it's going to be a fun one. It says, at his first school day, I mean, not really, but sure. Peter feels it's too good to be true. He is with Flash's ex, Liz. Harry is back with Gwen and hopefully cured of his Green Goblin mutation. They double date at Flash's birthday blast. After a museum alarm, Spider-Man sees Eddie outside, but finds and fights Sandman inside. Hammerhead has a dirtier job for him, attacking an oil tanker. Peter wonders if the symbiont mm, is back.
0: That that's very disjointed.
1: That was fun to read. That one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very, very disjointed uh, and and confusing. And I've seen the episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it really, really did not need to be that confusing. That was pretty. It's okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, um it's whatever. <laughs> that's how it is. That's why we that's why we like the imdb synopses. Oh, yes. Cool, fun, cool. All right. International air date for this episode is February 15th, 2009 The US air date was July 13th, 2009. It was written by Kevin Hopps, who we've already talked about. He's written multiple episodes. Talked about him back in our episode 13, and it was directed by Kevin Altieri, who we just recently talked about in our episode 60.
0: There are a couple characters that show up for the first time or reappear briefly, having us never talked about them before, but the bulk of this episode features just characters we already know. So there are some new faces in this one, and if you're watching along with us and you're like, oh, I'm excited for them to talk about that new face, probably going to get to them next week or the week after because they don't really do anything in this one. Uh, Because the show does a good job of like seeding things. And I think it makes more sense at this point to talk about them when they actually talk in the episode.
1: Yeah. I I would fully agree with that. And having seen the show, I I think there's going to be more better opportunities to talk about pretty much all of them later on. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. So with that said, this is probably the fastest we've ever just started diving into (laughs) an episode before. Honestly, Um, it's interesting because this one's so fun because it really is an episode that's like, everything about it is just picking up on threads that already exist. You know, like I feel like this one feels so different to me and it feels like an episode that we would see more often if this show went on for a long time where it's sort of like, There's literally nothing new that's – other than extremely minor things, there's pretty much literally nothing new that's being set up. Everything is, like, sort of a continuation or picking back up, like, old threads and stuff like that, which is kind of – which is really neat to see. Yeah. Well,
0: we – you know, actually, one thing we should talk about before we dive into this is we've entered a new arc. What is this arc called? This is the Human Development Arc. Okay. That makes sense based on the titles I've seen. Yes. I mean, I guess it makes sense for – an episode like this to be the first of a new arc. I don't know if they always feel like that necessarily, but I do feel like each time there's a new arc, there does seem to be some like establishment or um, like the beginning of weaving new things. So it, it, it feels like it makes sense, even though it's the yeah. fifth episode of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's just dig into cool. it, man. So this episode opens with a zero context video clip of Peter explaining like on like video camera footage saying, sure, we've known each other since we were kids. We were like best friends or something. I guess people change and then just goes right into the episode after that. And this is something we'll get context for this later. And this is actually like a setup that this entire arc does where they have sort of these interstitials in them, which is really interesting to see. (laughs) But we can we can we can explore that. As it goes along, when the episode kind of proper starts, Spider-Man is swinging through the city and he's reflecting on the first day back to school after holiday break. And uh, he briefly sees like Eddie just standing creepily on a rooftop. (laughs) So that's not cool. So he's obviously is kind of like going to freak out about it. But by the time he stops to investigate, Eddie's like vanished. So there's that question of like, is he real or not? I don't know what's going on. Nearby, though, Sandman is robbing a jewelry store. So spider doesn't have to really think about if if he's having a mental breakdown or not, because he can go fight Sandman. Um, and they have, like, a brief little clash. They end up at a hair salon down the street. And we cut to credits with Sandman turning himself into a guillotine about to cut Spider-Man's head off, presumably. Yup. Yup.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Something tells me that in any of the Disney seasons we're going to eventually watch, there aren't any guillotines. Just a hunch. Just a hunch. I-
1: yeah, I can't I can't imagine. <laughs> it it's it was like shocking seeing. I mean, there's been plenty of like violence on the show. We've kind of, we've talked about that really pretty recently, I yeah. think too. But it's like it's still shocking. Like a guillotine is a very particular image to see. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it was just like, oh, oh. we're – we're, and he's, like, oh, literally okay. in – and it wasn't it's even, like, a fun cartoony, like, this is what I'm going to do to you. It's, like, literally Spider-Man is restrained, head through the hole under <laughs> a guillotine made of Sandman's mouth and face. It was
0: kind – as shocking as it was, kind of funny, though, because the actual, like, morph that Sandman does to get into a guillotine shape – Is very funny because he like flattens out and turns into this little like marshmallow of a man,
1: like before
0: actually turning into a guillotine. So I was like, what is he turning into? And then when it happened, I was like,
1: oh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's not what I was expecting at all.
1: (laughs) Right. This episode is has so much fun with the Sandman. Oh, yes. Because they really, I mean, that's one of the things that I really like about this overall. Not like the jump ahead. This is just sort of like what the through line throughout it Mm -hmm. is that, like, because. It's not a villain origin story and, and his story isn't like super heavily part of like a giant arc, right? It's not like he's necessarily working in service to like a big bad or a mystery big bad or the ma- or like like the master planner type of stuff was. So like it is solely just like, let's take a character we're already familiar with and just like see what would happen if he's grown and evolved with his powers and like just had just has a lot of room to do what he wants with them. Yeah. Because he's just doing Sandman stuff, but just doing it like more and better, (laughs) which makes sense. Yeah,
0: because in this series, this is like the Sandman levels up episode because we've seen Sandman do Sandman things, but we haven't seen him do some of the bigger, grander things we've seen Sandman do in other properties. So this is like intro to big, bad Sandman but that balances out a little bit also, so
1: that'll be fun when we get to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we cut to credits, and uh, because we're always calling out these credits, since they change every episode, in this case, the credits feature Gwen, Harry, haven't seen him in a while, huh. and Flash.
0: Yes, after after we get our credits and we get that moment of Harry, huh, what? We get another video clip. This one is of Sally and Rand. Sally thanks whoever the video is for. And at this point, I mean, honestly, you could probably start to figure it out like pretty quickly. Um, But if you haven't, we'll just keep saying video recipient, I guess. Um, (laughs) Because I do think it sort of builds toward being clarified. So. Sure. Uh, I don't think this is the the video that's meant to make it obvious. So Sally thanks the video recipient for introducing her to her man, Rand. And Rand is just sitting there uh, seemingly uncomfortable or very unenthusiastic about either shooting a video or Sally. Just Sally. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think I think the implication is it's Sally, Mm -hmm. I would say so, (laughs) which which it's like I kind of I'm feeling like that's a mark against Rand that he's just like, if you don't like her, then break up with her. Like, because because the way that it's framed to me that that I think really got me from it is that like Sally's whole thing is like, thanks for setting me up with my man. And Rand's like, yeah, thanks. Mm hmm. Which is very much like, oh, my ball and chain kind of thing. And it's like, no, fuck that, like, masculine bullshit. Like, if you don't, if you're not happy in the relationship, either try to fix it or, like, end it and don't try to, like, make yeah. everybody miserable because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that they're together. I hate that they're together because she sucks and he's great. Yeah. And it's like, Rand, come on, man gets he, she's, she's definitely not going to be the one to break it off. So you're going to have to step it up and do that if you're not happy.
0: Yeah. Rand. I mean, this is the fifth episode of the season. Rand hasn't been especially, like wonderful this season he hasn't been like especially bad but i remember being like very excited about many of the things rand was doing or saying last time we covered the show and and this time around he's just sort of sort of there
1: (laughs) yeah i think i think probably part of it is because the friend group has softened up a bit like Mm -hmm. both flash and liz have kind of like softened up in general so like the only person, and Glory's always there, too, is a reasonable person. Even, like, Kenny's still trash, but he hasn't been, like, super nasty. So, like, the only person who's been, like, a piece of shit in their group is Sally. So there isn't, A, much for him to kind of, like, play off of in terms of being the cool, calm-headed guy. But then also, B, like, the fact that it's his girlfriend who's the worst person still mm-hmm. is, like, that's not a good look for you, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, after that video, and, and those videos just sort of like cut in and out. Um, so it's it's sometimes abrupt, but they're fun. So after that video, we cut back to the hair salon, and we see that Spider-Man grabs a sink from the wall, and he hits Sandman in the face with a sink, <laughs> which is rough. <laughs> and as a result of this, water begins to pour onto the floor from where the sink was. And so this basically when the police arrive, Sandman is able to dissolve himself in this water, And washes himself down a drain to escape, like, very quickly without having to go through the front or the back. Just kind of, like, whoop, kind of disappears. Problem with this, though, is everything he was carrying in his body, which are, like, jewels and jewelry and gold and stuff, can't fit down the drain. So he just leaves his entire hall on the floor of the salon. (laughs) And he does that thing that he's done before, too, where, like, he, like, shouts behind about, like, ah oh, man, uh, uh, I don't even remember what he says, but he, like, complains about, like, screwing up his heist.
1: <laughs> right, right. It's funny. I don't remember if it was in this scene or it might have been before the credits, but there's a bit – yeah, because it's after he's, like, gotten a bunch of the jewels and stolen a bunch of them. Like, when he reforms, he's just, like, has all of the, the jewels and jewelry and watches, like, embedded in his body. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like he's carrying, like, a mass of them. It's just, like, it just – it bejewels him it's (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i like that
0: so after that little bit of sandman going down the drain uh, we cut back to midtown high and we see outside the school gwen and mary jane are watching as liz and peter arrive and they're like flirting with each other and being like fun and silly like a couple and i think mary jane says like what's that all about yeah, um, and Gwen basically says like oh well like if you haven't heard like they're a couple now like they're actually a couple which is like funny to think about but I feel like that's actually true to form to how like teenagers are where it's like you could have seen that they were flirting with each other and going on dates this whole time but until it's like official
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have yeah. like quite
0: the same status um, yeah. so at first I was like Mary Jane would absolutely know that they're a couple but they never called themselves a couple or like made yeah. it a thing so i guess yeah. uh, it wasn't officially a thing
1: <laughs> right well and 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 i think there's also like she's holding out hope for peter and gwen and even though she saw peter and liz i think she's she even i mean cuz the liz peter and liz stuff is kind of ends up being kind of unexpected for how Liz ends up being very forward about it and like making it happen. So like I can I could see this being with a rare circumstance where like MJ is just just makes the incorrect prediction on what's going to happen. Well, I ultimately. think I think it's
0: I don't even think it's necessarily like incorrect prediction so much as like she was trying to convince Gwen that things were a certain way and probably also sort of like needed to convince herself in order to do that. You know what I mean? Sure,
1: that makes sense. Cuz otherwise yeah. she's just lying to
0: Gwen. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's what what we're we're wanting to think is going on
1: (laughs) no that's a good point that that, that is a good point (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) well they're having they're talking about this um, and Sally kind of overhears it and is like oh heck no
1: you're Uh, turning off our entire demographic
0: yeah exactly so we cut inside where Sally is like straight up confronting Liz being like you can't date a nerd and Peter's like standing right there, pretty much. <laughs> I
1: and mean, it's Sally. What? Are you yeah, no. Expect? I mean, you,
0: it, he wouldn't need to be. He could be on a different floor of the building, and he would hear her. So it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, when you if if that is what you sound like, you may as well say whatever you want because everyone's going to hear you anyway. Like you can't pretend you didn't say it. Twelve hundred people heard you. So mm-hmm. more power to her, I guess. <laughs> but, I guess. I guess. <laughs> But Liz, I mean, Liz fights back on this, which is nice to see because, like, again, like, Liz and Peter is a perfectly fine couple. And she she basically says, like, Sally, just let me be happy. And this is where we learn that Liz, in addition to confirming the relationship with Peter, also has a brother that is returning to school, I guess. That we've never really heard about him, I don't think, right? No, I don't think so. But this is, like, exciting because, you know, what what we learn very shortly after is that, like... There's something to this brother. His name is Mark. Um, and other students in in the hallway are, like, whispering about, like, him having been in juvie. And they're like, I think he's been, like, five months in juvie. And then, like, Mark himself turns around and is like, actually, it was six. And they're all like, oh. so something, something is there with Mark. But we don't really know what. We kind of get, like, maybe a hint. I don't know how serious or literal a hint it's supposed to be, or if it's just supposed to be like color for like the situation. But one mm. of those students that was talking about Mark is like, oh man, hey, you're back. Like I've got a six to one on something, something. I honestly don't even know what they were what they were betting on. I don't either. But he offers him some sort of like bet or, or gambling thing. And Mark is like, nah, man, I don't do that anymore. So something's up with Mark. We just don't know what yeah. it is yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, what, what, a te, what, what do teenagers gamble on? Like, I don't, <laughs> I <was> like, Um
0: <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I guess technically anything. Um I guess so. I mean. But it seems like a strange thing to be, like, that's why I'm like wondering, like, is this just sort of like coloring for like a bigger situation? Because like, I feel like if you're a teenager in high school caught gambling, I feel like the consequences wouldn't be that big unless you were like really deep into some shit that was like outside the high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I I have no idea. I mean, I guess, honestly, they could be gambling on... Football games, except the football season's over, so...
1: I uh, do, you, I just th- like the idea of being in high school and, like, a high schooler is like, oh, we got a six to one on blah, 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 and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, uh, this is your <laughs> hobby. <laughs> the kid did look like he was kind of, a, like, a nerd, so maybe he's, like, a math genius who's yeah. really good at... Yeah, he's, like,
0: he's, like a, like, a math, way. like, a modern math nerd, right? Like, he's more mm-hmm. than just the stereotype of the math nerd. He's, like, using his math nerd powers to, like, run the school's gambling ring. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's kind of
1: fun. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you were ever into teen gambling in high school or had a gambling run in your high school, hit us up and let us know. I'd love to hear that story because I never heard anything about that when I was in high school.
0: Yeah. Let us know how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Surely the statute of of limitations. The statute of limitations.
1: I don't know what that would look like.
0: But the statute of limitations, I'm sure, is up on whatever you were doing. Yeah. Unless you're in high school now, then don't tell us about it.
1: Oh, yeah, please don't. Please don't ruin your life because of a (laughs) Spider-Man podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, Flash is also here kind of watching in frustration while Liz is kind of combating Sally's objections and – she starts holding hands with Peter, Liz, not Sally. Starts holding hands with Peter. <laughs> and and Flash sees that, you know, and she's his ex, so he's he's kind of upset about it and he's like who needs her? And then he eyes another girl who's just kind of like sitting and I think she's even, she's like reading or something like that. And he asks Rand who she is, and Rand's like, "Oh, that's Shashan Nguyen." And Flash acts like he's never seen her before in his life and Rand's like, he, "She's in your bio class." <laughs> and Flash's response is Oh, she's in my bio class, all right.
0: <laughs> what does that mean, Flash? To which, does to does which Rand,
1: Right. to which Rand very correctly eye rolls at all of this? <laughs> it's like, okay, you're redeeming yourself a little bit, buddy, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's
0: interesting because like, if nothing else, you know, Rand is getting more. Uh, more multidimensional characterization in a way that like maybe we're not super into, but Flash is also getting more characterization in a multidimensional way that's like Mm -hmm. making him more likable. So it's almost like balancing the two out a little bit. Yeah. Because even if Flash is being like a total turd bomb this season, it's also sort of resulting in him looking like a doofus, which is something that is relatable and like humanizes him in a way that he wasn't very much last season. So I think it's just it's probably just like a result of spending more time with these characters and like putting them in more situations and seeing them react in different ways.
1: Yeah. Well I loved like this whole episode for Flash, especially is just like exposing all of his insecurities, yeah. uh, which yeah. is which is really fun.
0: I feel like it has the potential to be a really important episode. Like I don't know what happens next, but it feels like the kind of like breakthrough episode for a character that would allow that character. To do and be more than they were previously, which makes sense, right? Like if Flash Mm -hmm. was just like stereotypical jock in the first season with like that singular moment of, you know, Flash maybe gets it more than he lets on. Mm -hmm. Having him be injured and cope with that and also have that sort of waterfall into a number of these like vulnerable situations... It, it forces him into new roles. Like he can't just simply be the stereotypical jock. Plus the season's over. I mean, this, this show pays so much attention to time and it's so detail oriented that he has to be doing something.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I, and I really love that because this is, I mean this, yeah, this whole episode, I feel like you're, you're just seeing, you know, ne- you, we never saw flash like get dunked on in the first season. Like not to this, not really like, you know, there would be subtle things and, like, people would make fun of him, like, behind his back. But this season is the first time, and especially this episode, where, like, just everything just keeps going wrong for him, like, one after the other. Well, and um, it's
0: – you can't really argue with it, right? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the times where Flash might have been opposed or uh, dunked on or whatever in the first season, it was coming from very particular perspectives – so, like, mm. we expect Peter is going to to talk about Flash behind his back or sometimes even to his face. But that's Peter's particular perspective. This episode, yeah. I feel like, is the writers telling us, like, there is more to Flash and a little bit of it is he's a doofus. You know, like, it's yeah. not just Peter telling us he's a doofus. It's, like, Flash showing us he's a doofus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which feels different.
1: It does. No, that's a good point. And it kind of in this episode, early all starts here because he does go over to Shoshan, and he's like, he I, he he invites her to his birthday party. So this is how we learn, oh, it is his birthday party. But very particularly, like, invites her to go with him as his date, and she like does not respond. She just like looks at him, and he hands her the invitation, and is like, cool, and leaves. And she's just like, okay. She doesn't <laughs> like, say so anything
0: this episode. Not does a she? word. Yeah, I feel like oh, I'm trying yeah, to remember actually. when she actually. Actually says something, and I'm not sure. She, I think she might. She might have said something when he walked up to her. But if she does, that's literally the only thing she says. She's one of the characters that's introduced that we will continue to see. But we just don't see very much of her this time
1: around. No, you're right. Yeah, because we don't see anything. By the end of the episode, we don't see anything yeah. that comes after the birthday party. I totally, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, she literally does not. If she says a word, it's like maybe one word at some point. Yeah, like you're a, right. Oh, that's hey. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. That is so funny. <laughs>
0: So yeah, he he invites her. She doesn't do anything, and then we just kind of like that just lingers there. Like we're just sort of like, okay, can't wait to see what happens there. <laughs> and then we cut back to to Peter again. I like this episode because there's so much just character stuff. Yeah, like, that's
1: my thing. This is what I w- this is what I was saying with the structure of the episode. Not not just because of like the whole video interstitial things, like kind of complementing scenes or whatever. I think honestly, more the thing that I was really excited about with this one is that. There's a different balance between, like, an A story and, like, a B stories. Like, there, this, there's really not a whole lot to the Sandman story. Not to say there's a lot of depth to that Sandman story, actually. But there's you're, you don't see a whole lot of it, and they don't have to focus a lot of time in it because there's not a villain origin story or anything. You already are familiar with them. So there can be a lot more time spent on, like, all of these different characters mm-hmm. um, and all of these moving pieces that are happening at the same time. And nothing feels like it's getting, like, the short shrift or anything either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we focus on Peter a little bit more. He's walking through the hall, and he's worrying about having seen Eddie. He basically says, like, I can't stop thinking about Eddie, which makes sense. And we've seen that so far this season, that he's he's been thinking about this and been sort of traumatized by the, the disappearance of Eddie. Because if he doesn't know where Eddie is, he doesn't know what Eddie's up to. <laughs> yeah. While he's worrying about this, his spider sense goes off. A thing I'm I'm realizing the show likes to do is, like, the misdirect with the spidey sense. Yep. Which is fine. It's it it's not like they overdo it. Uh, yeah, I think but, it works. Uh, but it's, it's not Eddie. <laughs> Sometime they're going to do it, and it is going to be Eddie. But this time it's not. <laughs> Sometime it's not going to be a misdirect. Except- <laughs> And I do think they need to do that, because it's getting to a point where I'm like, nothing's going to happen to him here.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, but- his spider sense isn't gonna go off if it's Eddie though
0: well no but i I no, it's not just Eddie because they did it earlier um in an episode with uh Craven where they did the oh, misdirect right. in the hallway with Craven so that's right um I would like to see this show actually have somebody attack him in the school <laughs> <laughs> just so that it's not every time his spider sense goes off in the school it's like obviously a misdirect yeah but uh, oh
1: no the teacher accidentally dropped his papers near you and you might get a paper cut (laughs) right look out peter
0: you know what actually they could just keep doing it as long as they keep inventing new ridiculous things to make his spider sense go off like that maybe i'm here for it
1: it is a little bit ridiculous that the reason it goes off this time is because Harry is like, I'm going to tackle you. Yeah. Like, what are you d- on the stairs? He tackles him when they're like on the stairs. What yeah. is that about? Yeah. <laughs> Reckless move, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Harry attacks him and rightfully... Peter, like, flips him over his head and, like, onto the ground. <laughs> Might be a little extreme, but, like, not not uh, ridiculous for him to be like, what the heck, and, like, throw the person <laughs> off of him. But, like yeah. you said, it's, it's Harry, and, and Peter's surprised by this because Harry's back, which we kind of knew would happen eventually and kind of definitely
1: knew when the credits came up. But, yeah, Harry's back. Harry's here. And with Harry in this episode, so you have Harry and you have, like, little appearances and references to Eddie Brock Venom and you have Sandman, it's a little Spider-Man 3 homage in this episode.
0: Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: really cute. It's nice, too, because you even have Sandman sort of doing similar things to what he did in the end of Spider-Man 3, too. So it's like their fun little homage. True, true, yeah. Yeah. I dig it.
0: Well, Peter Peter shares with Harry that he and Liz are a couple. And it's not like out of nowhere. I mean, Liz is standing next to him. So he's like, he's like hey, you remember Liz, right? And Harry's like, of course. And he's like, well, we're sort of a, you know. And Harry's like, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> You're a couple. <laughs> Unfortunately, because literally every time they talk about being a couple or act like a couple, Gwen is nearby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gwen, Gwen watches from behind and looks sad. And uh, we get this, like, very brief moment where Peter sees a flashback kind of-ish thing, sort of similar to the Venom things he's been experiencing, but not exactly the same, of Harry being the Green Goblin. And then he, like, turns around and is, like, Harry again. Just, like, mm-hmm. one of those things. Because he wasn't expecting to see Harry. Last time he saw Harry, like, not great. Yeah. So I, I, I it makes sense. But it's just, like, a little brief flash of, like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. That's right. He was he was the Green Goblin too. So
1: and he's literally shaking after that for for a second.
0: Yeah, Peter's been fucked up, man. Peter. I mean, it's 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 been a
1: long like what seven months, if that. Yeah. <laughs> Both two of his best friends became super yeah. villains. Like his worst, his worst super it yeah. Like
0: it's been four months because the show yeah. starts when school starts. So this this is it's been like three to three and a half to four months. Oh, you poor sweet child. I know. Oh my goodness.
1: That's trauma, man. That's trauma. <laughs> no.
0: And not only is it that his friends are like turning into villains, his friends who are turning into villains are like endangering his other friends. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a lot of trauma in a lot of different ways. Like somebody get this child a therapist. <laughs>
1: like He's actually handling it like shockingly well. <laughs> It's, it's like, oh, you're only, like, having hallucinations uh-huh. and, like, literally, like, having, like, tremors after experiencing, like, a vivid delusion in front of you. Like, that's actually, I'm surprised that's all it yeah. is, buddy. You're still functioning. <laughs> yeah, you're having a hallucination
0: and shivers, and then you're able to sit through an entire school assembly. I guess you're okay. Because <laughs> that's, that's where they're headed. So, I mean, he has this little, like, flashback and, and like, minor freakout moment. Because Harry's back, and that means, you know, he doesn't really know what that means. Yeah. And then they head into this beginning of the semester assembly.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's when we cut to a different video clip. And this is Harry this time sharing that uh, you and me always give 100% and then give a little more to get the win. He even says it kind of, like, sinisterly. It's, uh, it's weird, mm-hmm. but – yeah. You know? Yep. He well, was... that's, I mean,
0: I feel like that's always been there with Harry. <laughs> the, yeah, like a little bit of weirdness behind the things he's saying where you're like, are you okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, no, clearly not. It's Harry Osborn. Are you kidding me? What has a child ever been okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know.
0: <laughs> right. The thing that's interesting about these video clips is like having not seen the episode, I I mean, by this point, I was like quite confident that these were for Flash, but what's Strange about it is, like, because they technically don't tell you and the show is not afraid of kind of, like, turning your expectations upside down, I still was, by this point, like, not confident. I was like, these are probably for Flash, but, like, I'm not entirely sure, like, what they're for. And because I don't know what they're for and they haven't technically... I mean, like, everything they've been saying is still kind of vague, even though this is pretty pr- – like, you could piece this one together pretty easily. I still was, like, ready for it to – like, for the rug to be pulled from underneath me and have it be somebody
1: else. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just because sure, I was sure. like,
0: I'm i on to you, Spectacular. I don't know what you're up to.
1: <laughs> it could be yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, it is It is. It is a little interesting that they kind of go so long before establishing that it, it, it is what it is. Like, it's cool, but – I do think maybe it, it distracts a little bit from, like, what they're actually saying because everything that people say, like, is obviously, like, meaningful in some way, wh- whether it's, like, to that character or, like, related to the events that are in the scenes that, like, come right after it. Mm-hmm. So it's like part of me is almost like I like the ambiguity for a while and just sort of especially like at the beginning where it's just sort of like throwing you right into this situation that you don't really know what it is. But it's also sort of like, yeah, but it becomes a little bit of a distraction and and it wish that it would have just like at some point just established like say something for Flash (laughs) or something early on. Like, I don't know. It is is weird because like it's not like it's not obvious. But yeah, like you're right. You're always wondering at the misdirection because it's not clearly spelled out until very late into the episode.
0: Yeah. Well, in the way that they structure it, I mean, they start with Peter, which is, you know, is the the most main character. And so, like, from there, you're like, okay, this could be for anybody. And then you whittle it down a little bit with Rand and Sally. And then you whittle it down even a little bit more with Harry. And by this point, you're like, I'm pretty sure. But they're obviously building this in a particular way. So, yeah, you know, if it's intentional, they can do whatever they want with it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but after Harry's video, we cut to the city in the Big Sky Billiard Room, where we have Hammerhead chastising Sandman. So John DiMaggio talking to himself, which he does <laughs> quite a bit in this episode, actually. Yeah, Hammerhead's ch- chastising Sandman for failing in his earlier heist, which we saw. Sandman's like, please give me another chance. And Hammerhead uh, replies that he has a couple of ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we get to see the assembly, or at least part of it. Um, And in this assembly, the principal is introducing two guest instructors. So two folks who are going to be teaching classes that aren't typical faculty. One of them is Mr. Devereaux. Um, And I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This person is listed everywhere as St. John Devereaux.
1: And they say Sinjin.
0: They 100% say Sinjin. Yeah. Do they
1: not? Yeah, he's definitely St. John. I don't. Uh, but I'm, is Sinjin – is I'm, that a way that you can pronounce – that you pronounce St. John? I don't is think that, so. Is like, that a real thing?
0: Sinjin is like a name. <laughs> and I, I feel like right Sinjin – yeah, I feel like I, – I I didn't dig too deeply because I didn't want to run into something that I wouldn't have wanted to see. So I just checked like, okay, if I'm looking at, you know, Devereaux from Spider-Man, like St. John Devereaux, okay, sure – and we've, I think we've even talked about him before because he showed up last season in, I think group therapy, didn't he? Um, he
1: uh, yes, he did. Yeah. And we're bo- we're, and we're wrong. You can't. That's actually a real proper pronunciation. What? Sinjin is actually uh, Sinjin is actually an attempt to represent phonetically the now rare Saint John um, as a given what? name. Saint John is sometimes pronounced Sinjin or Sinjun in the in the UK. So I think that that's probably what it is is that yeah because apparently in um, is it Jane Eyre I think Jane Eyre apparently that's meant to be pronounced Sinjin. Wow. Um, so I think maybe we're less pronounced. we're we're not we're not familiar with it because it's a british pronunciation of it. Okay. Um, but this guy obviously is like going by the british is, is I, I, is he British himself? I don't even remember what his, he has like the, 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 the artistic. He hasn't talked much. He doesn't talk much. He has an artistic accent, but I don't remember if it's actually British or if it's like the, the Kelsey grammar thing. Where like, <laughs> That's he exactly feels what British, but he's of. not actually talking British. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. Learn something new every day. All right, wow. S- Saint John St. John is Sinjin.
0: Okay. Be- I, because I, and it, you know, this is not the best, <laughs> this is not the best reference. But there was a character on Victorious named Sinjin and his name was literally Sinjin and it was spelled Sinjin and I'm pretty sure there's an what there's another show um is is it like an Indian name In that it's not in that okay. one it's not but I know there's there's some other property where somebody's named Sinjin and I just can't think of what it is so I've heard the name Sinjin before so when they were doing this I mean the only reason I bring this up at all is because this show has changed characters' races to ensure more diversity in a part of the country where it would exist, right? And so I was like, is this, is that what they're doing here? Like, is, is, is Sinjin an Indian name? I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, nope. He's just British. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just British.
0: Which, I mean, he could, he could still be Indian. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, he could, but like, but, that's uh, the main clue for what,
1: for, right. yeah, it's not, the main yeah. clue is just, wow, just okay. British. So <laughs> Hey,
0: I guess now I know. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah. fascinating that
1: somebody's name would be St. John. <laughs> Right? Right? All right. Oh, before we move on, I just want to point out that another weird name thing, which might just be something that I'm unfamiliar with, the principal in his introduction or whatever, or before he gets to the introduction, says that no tater toddlers will be served until we go a month without a food fight. Oh, he says toddlers? Which is funny, first of all. But tater toddlers? I've never heard them referred to as tater toddlers.
0: I didn't even catch that. Probably because my brain was just like, he said tater tots. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I wouldn't – I guess I wouldn't be surprised as I'm thinking about it if there were places that called them tater toddlers because tots and toddlers are synonymous for, like, small children. Yeah. But uh, I've never heard that before.
1: I have – I mean, I even Googled it and I'm not really seeing that's a thing that's ever been common anywhere. Uh One of the top results is Reddit shower thoughts. Tater tots is short for potato toddlers. So I don't – I think that maybe that's a joke. Like, I'm not – I'm not sure. Maybe. It's a weird joke, either way. I didn't, I didn't even
0: catch it, so I don't. Know. <laughs> but the but okay, wh- wh- where are we in this assembly? Okay, that's right. We're we're introducing some guest instructors. One of whom is Sinjin Devereaux. So heard it right, spelled it wrong. And the other is Captain George Stacy, which is pretty cool. Harry turns to to Gwen and says as much. He's like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool. You must be pretty proud." And Gwen's like, "Yeah, I guess so, but I also am." kind of suspecting it's maybe so he can keep an eye on me. And the two of them <laughs> yeah. kind of like flirt a little bit because they're already talking and joking around with each other. And Gwen says, stop it. And then we get this like serious moment yeah. where Harry's like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stop it. Cause I like you and appreciate you because you were the only person who noticed that something was wrong when I was, taking the green is what he says.
1: Yeah. I, it's a really sweet moment, actually. It, it's really sweet. <laughs> and it's true too. Yeah. That's the thing we commented on. Like nobody else is, like, Gwen was the only person that was paying attention to anything. Right. So like, yeah. And, and, and it feels kind of, and it does feel really natural that like him noticing that is going to be like, is going to make him look at Gwen differently mm-hmm. um, and appreciate her differently. Like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It was sweet. Yeah. After that the assembly ends and you know the this flirtation is still going on, so Harry invites Gwen to be his date to Flash's birthday party. You
0: mean like a date um, date? Oh, like a uh, date, 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 date. <laughs> a date, <laughs> a, date, a date, date 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 date? How many times are they gonna say date?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I like their little I like their little interaction. <laughs> it's adorable. Two little two little nerds flirting together. It's really sweet. But yeah, so yeah, so Harry is literally asking Gwen out. Also, you know, they they mention like maybe going on like a like a like a foursome date. is what Harry refers to them as is a foursome. Cool. Um, Does he say that? <laughs> he literally says a four, will be a foursome. Oh, I thought he's.
0: <laughs> I I mean I I feel like wow. <laughs> I know. Yeah,
1: I mean I remember know. him
0: asking them if they wanted to double or go on a double date, but I somehow completely missed him calling it a foursome.
1: Yep, he definitely got it a foursome. I wouldn't wouldn't have forgotten that, Harry. Harry's still cute
0: because, oh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just awkward and just doesn't know the right words. But yeah, so, you know, but, but double date to Flash's party. Liz, you know, is like, I'm his ex, so I didn't get invited. But Peter's like... Weirdly, I did, and they have a little cute little interaction because it's just like, does that mean Flash is growing as a person? Like, no, couldn't be. Like, what else would the explanation? Like, it's I, I actually kind of like that because of their their individual relationships with Flash. Like, they kind of almost have their own sort of like in joke, like so, or mm-hmm. inside joke relationship regarding Flash. Like, it's it's so it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. and feels so real too
0: yeah they both get flash on a different level
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i also like this like the the subtle detail of when peter pulls out his uh invitation like out yeah. of his pocket there's a bunch of sand <laughs> that comes out with it that he has to like uh wipe off why is dating off.
0: this this kid
1: i think she likes how weird he is i honestly. guess i think she's attracted to that
0: that's fair Because I was just going to say, like, this kid is so bizarre. Like, he's pulling stuff out of his pockets and, like, sand is falling. Like, what (laughs) is going on? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if if she just is, like, intrigued by how weird he is, which would make sense considering, you know, if she's a cheerleader and she's dating football players. Like, her life is probably, like, pretty rigid. Yeah. Somebody who's, like, not as tied down by, like, convention and tradition and just sort of a weirdo. I could see where that would be intriguing to her.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, because she doesn't really, she like she never comments on the weird stuff that he no. seems bothered by the weird stuff that he does. Like, if anything, she's she seems charmed by it. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally showed it with a black eye, like, a couple episodes ago, and she's just like, okay. like she That's concerning. B- that was weird. That was a weird one. <laughs> That's not but- charming. <laughs> That's concerning. <laughs> but I, I
0: get what you're saying, though. Like, if she is sort of, like, uh, already accepted that there's some sort of, like, weirdness or, like, unexplainable aspect to peter then those are the types of things that are never going to seem bizarre you know because she's already accepted that there's something something about that peter parker
1: (laughs) yeah i think that's the thing that often is why despite being portrayed as like a nerd in, in every version of media he's still like Always has like a million women like thirsting after him, sure. even in the comics. And like, I think it's done much better here, much more subtly oh, here. Yeah. But I think in the comics, it's often the appeal of him is that like he is such a weird, uh, just such an enigma. Like, I thought that I got him pegged, but then he does this weird shit that I don't understand. And for, and that just has me just hot like it's just (laughs) attracted
0: to the unknown how many comics panels are there where like peter is in his own head thinking about something and there's like a gaggle of ladies being like we wonder what he's thinking about
1: we'll (laughs) never know yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah you're right it is sort of baked in into that that dynamic yeah
1: (laughs) this is just like kind of the more modern like version of that where it's like it's not that she's like obsessed with him because he's oblivious it's just that like like the fact that he's a weirdo is sort—that's what <laughs> makes him different and yeah. kind of and, and attractive in a really unique way that no one else is. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our spectacular and up patrons: Gemma Nicole, Katie, Joe,
1: Greg, Mike, Flux, Eric, and Carl if you would like to join our patreon we have a ton of great bonus content waiting for you we have our spider bites where we talk about pretty much whatever we want in the spider-man universe such as comics like the current miles morales series and classics like craven's last hunt
0: sometimes we do deep dives into spider-man stuff like our mini-series on the unmade spider-man movies or we spin off into other topics like the blade movies or the firestar comics Sometimes we'll do some bonus content just because we happen to have it, like Peaks Behind the Curtain or how we make certain episodes.
1: And if you join us at the $5 Spectacular level, you also get access to our After Dark commentaries, where we let loose and talk about shows that aren't Spider-Man related without a filter. Shows like Gargoyles, Batman Beyond, Muppet Babies, and more.
0: Ultimately, these are the types of things that we're going to talk about anyway, so recording it and making it available on Patreon is our way of saying thank you so much for supporting this show and letting us do the types of things we really want to do. Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate that too. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. So later that evening, Spider-Man is doing some patrols, swinging around, um, and he once again sees Eddie. But when a nearby alarm sounds, it distracts him for a moment. He's like, where's that coming from? And when he looks back to where Eddie was, once again, Eddie's disappeared. So he's like, all right, well, Eddie's not here. Don't know what the hell that's about, so I should probably investigate this alarm. <laughs> so he goes over to where the alarm is. It's coming from a museum, and he finds that Sandman is once again attempting to pull off a heist. The two of them begin to clash throughout the museum, but then we cut away.
1: Love the interaction when Sandman's like mad. Like, why are you always show up wherever I am? Mm-hmm. Get some kind of spider sense or something. And then I love that Spider-Man
0: begins to say, it's funny you should say that, but before he can even finish the sentence, Sandman punches him in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: good. It's really good.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, we cut to another video clip. This time it is Liz who is thanking the recipient, aka Flash. Yeah. I feel like it's obvious. By this At point, this point, but... <laughs> I was like
0: 100% confident they weren't pulling something from underneath me, I was like, "This okay? There's no trick here. It has to be Flash." <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. to take you through my journey, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you know, she's she thanks Flash for letting her share in their special day before. I think she's like, I think she says something like, "You always mean something to me." Mm-hmm. Anyway, where's Petey? Has anybody seen Petey? Yeah. And then like goes right off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we cut back to the museum fight. So we're not away from it for very long. Spider-Man and Sandman continue to clash, knocking stuff over. (laughs) More property damage in the city of New York, in museums. The show really hates museums for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Although
1: this time Spidey says specifically like – because there's a point when – when Sandman like hides yeah. among like a bunch of statues and Spidey even says, like, I suppose it'll be irresponsible to smash them all. Like, you didn't have that problem like, a few weeks ago, dude. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I do like that moment though, because he's like recognizing what he even he calls it a needle in a haystack, like recognizing that Sandman can disguise himself as a statue and he's walking mm-hmm. through a room of statues. Hilariously though, Sandman is not disguised as a statue. He's just he's disguised as a stone tablet hanging on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) And this moment is so weird. Okay, so Spider-Man says what you you know, what the irresponsible to break everything thing, right? And he walks past the stone panel on the wall. And then the stone panel we realize is is Sandman, but he doesn't just reform into Sandman. He reforms into like a body with a huge mouth instead of like a head and a torso. They do so many cool things with his transformations in this episode. Love it. Love it. So much cool stuff. I love it. Anyway, Sandman ends up grabbing what he calls the urn of Morpheus, saying that he has a buyer who's willing to pay a pretty penny for it. And shortly after that, Spider-Man notices that Sandman is bigger than he was, I guess, moments before. But in any case, he notices, like, Sandman is able to be bigger than he was before. It's not a standard size. Sandman confirms this, and he's like, well, I picked up some new powers while I was in prison. He even explains how. He says um, his lawyer convinced the prison that he needed to feed on, silico- like, silico- silicon, like, raw- silicon sand?
1: He says raw silicates.
0: Raw silicates. Cool. Yeah this allowed him to sort of like do different things and realize what he's capable of. And then after this moment, we're going to see a whole lot of that stuff, but it's cool. I like that. They, I like that they include that detail. They didn't have to, he could just be doing bigger and better things, Mm -hmm. but they, they kind of write in why, which is neat.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. They do that too.
0: Yeah. In any case, Spider-Man responds to this basically saying like, Man, like, new powers, you're wasting yourself. Like, you could be doing good stuff, dude. You could be a hero. Like, we could be teaming up and doing good. And Sandman, <laughs> who's normally not, like, very dastardly or, like, very, um, like, uh, like planned, like, pretends yeah. to believe Spider-Man. He's like, he's like, oh, man, do you really think so? And you don't know it right away, but, like, he's just like, wait, you really think I could be a hero? And Spider-Man is, like, caught off guard, so he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, like with great power and he starts to say his thing. (laughs) Sandman finishes the sentence, comes with great gullibility, and punches him in the face again.
1: (laughs) It's so good, man. I love it. Yeah. This episode's so fun. It utilizes Sandman so well. It does. It does. It's great. And I
0: haven't had complaints, I don't think, with Sandman before. Like he's been fun, but this one just really like leans into everything he can do and be.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. It's great. It all works. He punches Sandman hard, turns into a boulder. He
0: punches and ro-
1: himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, pushes himself, uh, and rolls away just as the police arrive. And I like there's one bit, too, where, like, on his way out, like, a the police car, like, flips over. And after it's flipped over, then the airbags go off, like, in the cop's faces. <laughs> so flips over. It's funny.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> yep. Well, we cut to the next day. And Harry picks up Peter in his brand new bright green convertible to take him, Gwen, Liz, and Peter to Flash's party. And there's this beautiful little gag where <laughs> uh, he's like, all right, Peter, where do we go? And Peter's like, uh, just a left at this corner. And they turn left at the corner. And Peter says, all right, here we are. <laughs> And it turns out Flash lives literally just around the corner from him, <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That's cute. which is actually like an important detail for what we learn later.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me get cut to another video clip where we have this one's a share. lot. I'm not. In, I'm not into this one. Um, <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> it's very weird because I thought it was gonna become a joke or something. Like it was gonna. It was like a misdirect thing. But no, it's exactly what it is. Mary Jane's like, hey, I'm here for your birthday kiss, and is like leaned over and like sensually leaned over. Well, towards she's doing the, the thing camera. where she's
0: like pushing her boobs together with her arms. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's actually a mischaracterization of the Mary Jane that they have written.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It's weird. Right. It doesn't seem right. I don't like I don't really understand what's like I was thinking that it was there was going to be something she would pull the rug out from under you somehow while she's doing it. But like it seemed like she was just like. I'm going to make a sexy video. Like yeah. That, and that's just where it stops, which doesn't feel like Mary Jane would not would just like, she's not going to be like not cool with it. If like someone dared her to do it or something. Oh, sure. But like, she's not going to do that. I don't feel like she would do it on her own accord. I don't, I just don't, yeah, I don't get Here's it. Here's
0: what we can headcanon. I mean, like this, her video message is interrupted by somebody. So we can just believe that she was going to turn it into a joke and just never got to do
1: it. That's true. Does yeah, it, that's possible. Doesn't
0: really make it better. <laughs>
1: Because otherwise it just feels like straight dudes drawing hot Mary Jane. I think like, that's
0: actually it. <laughs>
1: it's a
0: little weird because she's like 17, 16.
1: Yeah. And like this show has been really good about not doing that. Yeah. So like this is like some like like Bruce Tim in like the DC animated universe stuff. <laughs> like it's – yeah, it's like not uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Luckily – slipped up there, guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, it's it, it's interrupted by Sally of all people, who is screaming about the Geek Squad <laughs> being invited and showing up. Yep, yep. This is where we get
0: the official reveal that these videos are being recorded at Flash's birthday party, which yeah. also then reveals that they're they've been happening certainly not in real time, but probably in some sort of reverse order to a degree. <laughs> Or something I don't know. Like,
1: oh yeah, you're right because we've seen all like all these people already do their their videos. Yeah, and yeah. they would have
0: already been there by the time the Geek Squad arrived. Yeah, so. yeah, which is fun. It's clever. It's fun. I think it's clever. Yeah, I I I don't know necessarily. I don't know if I have like capital F feelings about this. I think it's clever. I think it's fun. I mm-hmm. don't know that it necessarily, and I can be convinced otherwise. I don't know that it necessarily adds anything other than trying something neat and and doing it. You know what I mean?
1: I think that's all it is. Um,
0: so I don't have like a problem with it, but I think that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Where I'm like, that's a, like it's a neat structure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool. I like I like the structure. I don't think I don't think there's anything super meaningful in this being what's happening in this episode. I think yeah, it literally is just like a fun experimental thing to do to kind of underscore everything that's happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just say, it cause I wasn't sure if there was like, as I was watching it, I wasn't sure if there was going to be like a reveal of like what was going on, but yeah, it's not, it's just like a cool storytelling thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I, mean, I do think that it's, it's cool that it's a thing that is happening. That's like the episode is sort of the episode is sort of building towards. So like, it's not like it's out of nowhere. Like it's, it's it's still even though it's experimental and doesn't really add anything necessarily, it still feels organic that it's like built mm-hmm. out of this particular episode. And situation. That's
0: yeah, that's a good way to put it. I think be, I I don't have any negative feelings towards the fact that it's not adding anything because it is organic and it's yeah. it's built into everything that's already happening, so it doesn't feel like it's out of nowhere. Even though it is very different than anything we've seen before.
1: Yeah, it feels like the the birthday party idea was already always gonna be in the story. Absolutely. And the video clip thing was just sort of like it was just a thing a idea that came out of it and also allows the birthday party to kind of be present throughout the entire episode, even before we actually get there. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So
0: Sally's screaming about the Geek Squad. <laughs> and Flash also says Why are they here? (laughs) Which is a surprise because as far as we know, Peter was invited. So flash Mm -hmm. is like, who invited you? And Peter pulls out his invitation and flash is like, who invited them? And we see Flash's mom (laughs) because Flash says, wait a second, I wasn't even in charge of inviting people and has like a realization. Wait, it would have been somebody else. So Flash's mom is basically like, well, of course I invited Peter. He is your best friend after all. And the whole room, every single jaw in the room just drops everyone, regardless of like social click status status. Everyone is like, huh? it's
1: so good. But like
0: I said, it makes sense. They live around the corner
1: from each other. They literally live like four houses away. Mm -hmm. My headcanon is that, and this doesn't have to be like like real, but I, I like the idea that Flash's mom does know what's up and knows that him and Peter aren't actually friends anymore because mm-hmm. she knows who all of his other friends are to invite them. Yeah. And I'm sure she knows that Peter doesn't hang over at the house, at their house anymore mm-hmm. or anything. So I think she knows that, like, they're not friends anymore. And this was an intentional way for her to just like get peter over to try to get them to be friends again or something or just to be like i think my son's kind of a jerk so i'm gonna do this (laughs) just to just to 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 teach him a little bit of a lesson yeah i i totally
0: (laughs) buy that she's the mom who's like embarrassing her jock son you know what i mean
1: yeah because it also it helps that you know she's constantly videoing him at his all of his embarrassing moments in this party so
0: (laughs) yeah flash has a number of like god mom moments in this in this episode
1: (laughs) yeah which is just like hey your mom just like threw you a rad birthday party like come on buddy (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah i guess they do they do clarify that like they were best friends in nursery school specifically
0: yeah they even they even show like a baby picture of of flash and and peter admits that like he's the one who gave flash the nickname flash. I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily true, but he makes a joke out of the fact that flash used to not wear clothes as a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny.
1: I like it. Everybody knew that kid. <laughs> flash yep, was that yep. kid. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's good. It's uh, it's funny. It's funny. But yeah, after that, we, uh, we cut to a beach where we have two boys making fun of a little girl for her, for her sandcastle. And then Sandman comes to her defense by building a gigantic sandcastle that's like ever growing <laughs> and like literally like the sandcastle itself is essentially chasing after those teens yeah. and scaring them away. <laughs> They're even like, oh, she's a witch, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. And then the girl's like, Mr. Sandman. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. She's like, thanks for helping me. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And he uses his little sand powers to, like, give her her bucket back. Oh, it's so cute.
1: It's really cute. This is another one I I feel like is kind of like a, well, it might not necessarily be, but I like to think that it's sort of like a subtle Spider-Man 3 reference because there is, like, a deleted scene from it that ended up put back in, like, the editor's cut where Sandman, like, turns into a giant sandcastle (laughs) uh, for his his daughter on the beach. Hmm. So, and it's a really sweet scene. Yeah. And this is a really sweet scene. I love this. It's really nice. Yeah, well, this
0: is this is where we begin to see the balance to him sort of leveling up, right? Like, not only is he getting bigger and badder powers, but we get to see him doing these, like, nice, cute things. And that'll amplify as the episode quickly goes mm-hmm. on.
1: <laughs> he does the cutest thing in the world later on. Oh,
0: so cute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I like it, but I like it too because it still fits into like the characterization that I feel like I think we might have talked about it back in the first season where he's sort of he was sort of interesting early on because they made it very clear that like He's not a supervillain who wants to like take over the world or whatever. He literally just wants money and like he's Mm -hmm. not out for anything else. And this episode kind of like interrogates like what that actually like means and like where the kind of farthest you can go with that is where it's like, yeah, he's not, he's not Doc Ock or or some or Venom or whoever. Like he literally just cares about money and it doesn't really, and you could argue that that would make, make you more reckless and like care less about human life. But then this episode has like a different hypothesis about what he actually is all about.
0: Well, and that needed to be revisited eventually or it was going to kind of expire, I think. You know what I sure. mean? And that's not hard and fast. They could have revisited it whenever they wanted to, but we've seen him a few times now out of that context, so I do think it was important to put him back into that context.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh Hammerhead saw all this cute stuff going on and he's a jerk, so he makes fun of Sandman for it for going soft.
0: He is a jerk.
1: He is a jerk. Sandman tries to like Brush it off. Like, no, I just wanted to scare some teens. And <laughs> hammer Hammerhead's like, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and he gives them a little stack of cash. It's a, it's a significant stack of cash, but it's not a very big stack of cash, which Sandman complains about that it's too measly. Uh, and Hammerhead's like, hey, big man took his cut. And then we had to pay a fee to the master planner because, like, you're out on loan to him, which is a, which is a nice, like, neat little reference. Mm-hmm. So this is ultimately, like, what's left? Like, this, this is your cut. It's not very big.
0: I rewound that a couple times just to make sure I surely heard it correctly. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because the big man's cut, I mean, obviously, that's <laughs> okay. We see you, big man. Um and then the idea that they're loan like they're basically loaning or hiring Sandman temporarily from the master planner. Like that's that's interesting. Yeah. I want to know or, more. I, I no, wanna I see think- more.
1: They're the master plan. The big man is loaning Sandman out to master planner, I think is what it is. So why
0: would they be why would that take money away? Oh, shit. No, you're right. Because then because if they were if they were they'd be making money from loaning him out. I think they're hiring him from the master planner.
1: Oh, good call. Huh? Okay. I mean,
0: pin in it because I don't know what to do with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, but I guess I guess because I was still thinking back from like season one, because you know the big man funded Norman Osborn to create Sandman, so I was thinking that he was still owned by the big man. But yeah, you're right. There will be no reason for the Master Planner to have a cut. Well, that's why I went back and listened to, to it because cut, I yeah. thought
0: it was a little confusing. I don't yeah. know if it will continue to clarify or if this will ever even be revisited again. But I feel like if it's there, it's gotta it's gotta mean something. So
1: I don't know. I don't know, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, yeah. Put a pin in that for later, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> Either way, the, the important thing that comes out of this is that, you know, Hammerhead kind of uses uses Sandman's, like, desperation for wanting to get this big score to suggest a different big score, which would be, like, this oil tanker that's right off the coast. And he instructs Sandman to kind of find a way to stop it for a bigger score. They're essentially going to, like, siphon the oil off of this oil tanker. Mm-hmm. So Sandman's like, okay, sure, that's fine. And so he had... Just goes and attacks the tanker. No questions yeah, asked.
0: like immediately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right there, I guess. <laughs> Don't trust
0: Hammerhead, Sandman. Don't also, like, it. what?
1: So, I mean, I guess... It's like – well, no. I, I guess I was I was sort of confused because normally – it's not confused. It's more it's kind of funny that this happens so quickly because normally I feel like they're planning a little more in advance. So it's kind of funny that Hammerhead, like, I guess showed up to meet Sandman literally, like, at the exact time that they were going to execute this plan. Because as we see later, there are already guys that are there waiting, ready to siphon this oil. I guess Hammerhead just – Assumed.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Because Hammerhead, ugh, Hammerhead, why can't I say his name? Even tells Sandman like we have frogmen waiting. Like, yeah, we're I guess ready they to just do as- this.
1: Assume that he's always going to say yes. So why not? Why wait? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, he probably is more likely to say yes if the plan's already ready to go.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. No time to really think about it. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah, well, back at the party, Harry is continuing to flirt with Gwen, and um, he mentions that, like, her hair is longer, and I think that they have actually been drawing her hair, like, slightly longer this season. I didn't notice it until
0: this moment, but it definitely is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it has been all season, but I, I didn't really think about it either because I kind of forgot <laughs> that, that <laughs> this was pointed out because it's a small detail. So, yeah, yeah, which is kind of cool. I like that they're, like, subtly changing character designs and stuff as with the passage of time, so – Peter does notice this, like, flirtation going on, and he he does have, like, a jealous thought. But I love this moment because he, like, catches himself mm-hmm. and does think, like, no, why? I shouldn't. I should not be feeling jealous. I have a girlfriend, and it's not Gwen. So let them have their thing. Yeah. Good job. Peter's changing. He's growing up. I like it. He can't really get very far into that thought, though, because then uh Eddie just shows up at the party. Yeah. Just strolls through the party. <laughs> yep. Like, literally strolling. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of scary too because I think he turns around to look at Liz. I think he thinks that that's where she's going to be, and instead finds Eddie.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, scary, creepy.
0: Um, this next video clip. <laughs> uh, at this point, the video clips are all integrated into the actual scene now because we've caught up. I guess is the Hobie. Kobe being interrupted and not getting a like getting to talk is this a new thing for this season or was that happening last
1: season too I think that happened in the last season but not as it, it's not it was <laughs> it was way subtler because he didn't appear very much last season but I think that it was like it was during a football game or something I only think it maybe happened one one or two times that he was interrupted but like this is this is the first time where it's like Hey, hey, everyone. This is a joke that we're doing now. <laughs>
0: well, it, it makes sense because Hobie wasn't Hobie the one who got like beat out by. Harry, like isn't that, like Hobie's entire characterization is just being like upstaged.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly Uh, what it is. It's it's, it's such a funny, like a (laughs) weird character character Uh beatdown for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: anyway, if that doesn't clue you in, Hobie is about to give a video clip, but he never gets to say even a single word because he's interrupted by Kenny, who being so smart and so eloquent, and so always on the pulse of what's appropriate, uses his video time to talk about Flash's injury and how much he probably fucked up all his college prospects. <laughs> cool, Kenny. Cool.
1: What? Like, Glory waits a very okay. long time to stop him from talking.
0: Let me propose something to you. If I've, if we haven't proposed it before, and I'd be shocked if we haven't. Rand, mm-hmm. Glory. <laughs> I you mean dumb, both right? hate your significant others. You're both smart, sensible people. Like You're both hot, smart, sensible people. Like, What are you
1: doing? It's infuriating. <laughs> it's infuriating.
0: Uh, I can't say the same for their partners because Sally would never. But gosh, it seems so obvious. It's right there, you guys.
1: I know. <laughs> they were both
0: literally sitting in the exact same position watching their partners be idiots, too.
1: Yep, yep, and and just doing nothing. <laughs> right. Clearly exasperated about it. I do fucking love, I love her line delivery because, you know, she calls him out and Kenny recognizes, like, They're like, oh no, I did something awkward, and like he tries to change the subject by being like, "See how many chips I can fit my mouth." I do love that too. I'm
0: not gonna lie.
1: (laughs) I think it's funny. (laughs) It's it's funny. I mean, that's that's a charming thing that I think he kind of does. It's like, like because he does recognize that he did something bad and he shouldn't have, and doesn't know how to fix it, and does something awkward. Kenny could be charming.
0: He just isn't yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I would like. I really want to believe that like there could have been a flash thing done with Kenny over time where like he will eventually like open up and flourish and actually like not be trash. Yeah. Cause he does have fun little moments, you know, where like he's fine um, or kind of funny. It's just like, he's just too much of a dick most of the time. Yeah. But anyway, I love the line delivery. Like he says, like how many chips can I fit in my mouth? And like Gloria is like, in addition to your foot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you know, we, we can't find out how many chips Keddy could fit in his unfortunately. mouth. Because, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, because he's interrupted by Peter, who asks if uh, he or Glory have seen Eddie Brock. And they're like, no, uh, no, why? And Peter's, Peter's freaking out, obviously, understandably. But he looks outside to see that Eddie is nowhere to be found. But while he's kind of at that back entrance looking for him, he hears a news story come on the radio announcing that Sandman is attacking the tanker. So he just. Keeps on going outside, leaves the door open in this like, Close freezing the cold, door. by the way. Yeah, jerk. Leaves the door open as he thwips off to go to the tanker and confront Sandman. Yep.
0: Man, I just,
1: this poor kid. <laughs> this poor kid.
0: He's just tormented.
1: I know. Uh. It is. And actually, no, the more I think about it, though, it's like, what given what um what happens at the end of this episode, like, they're very definitely calling out that, like, his brain is not, Healthy right now, totally. Because his because his his, his, his paranoia is being fully played on. Like he's actually like. Well, we'll talk about when we get to the end of the episode. So it's just yeah, it is like God, you poor child. Yeah, just to say like
0: we're not we're not the only ones saying poor child. The writers recognize what they've done to this poor child. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they know. Yeah. (laughs) So we get our I think last video clip right. I think this is the last one we get. Um, I think so. And this one's actually Flash, uh, and his mom has has clearly asked him if he's having a good time. He says he's having a good time, but his face sort of betrays him. He looks pretty disappointed. And after being like, "Yeah, I'm having a good time, whatever," he shouts to Rand off camera and asks if Rand has seen Shoshan. And Rand says no, and so Flash is like has this moment on camera, uh, which is actually a sweet moment where he's like confused and doesn't understand like why she wouldn't show up and it's it's cute because he's like sad and confused and clearly was like hurt by the fact that she didn't show up yeah but it also manifests in annoying ways because you know he's very much don't you know who i am type of mentality <laughs> but yeah. in this moment it manifests in like sadness and hurt feelings
1: well i but i like it though because i think that it sort of breaks down that archetype a little bit because it's sort of like i think you could you could see a lot of people characters like this that like recognize their insecurity so like try really hard to be like a piece of shit to like cover that up but like with Flash it's sort of interesting because we're seeing him have this vulnerable moment and he really truly has just gotten so far up his own ass that he really does think that he is just like the best and everyone loves him to the point that he like can't comprehend someone not thinking that he's the best and that kind of breaks him a little bit.
0: Right, well it's weird because it's it's it generally manifests in insufferable ways, right? But I do think if you explore it a little bit, it is sort of strange and kind of sad for Flash to genuinely not understand that there are people who don't care about him. And I think yeah. I think that sucks for anybody. I think it's just harder to empathize with somebody who looks like or acts like Flash, but it's devastating sure. for anybody to sort of have that realization of like, "Oh, that person just genuinely does not care." who I am or that I exist. And I think that's sort of what he's questioning in this moment with Jashan, like wait, why wouldn't she show up though? I don't understand. I invited her. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting what they're doing with Flash.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because it's sort of like if it, it 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 ends up feeling a little bit like like reply guys that you'll see on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um and it but it's interesting because like you're getting to see like the interior workings of that of that person. Yeah. Um and in this case hopefully that like that experience will change him rather than him just continue to be a reply guy forever and continue to bug women. Well, and I think (laughs) ask them to notice him.
0: (laughs) And I think that the portrayal we're getting is meant to give us hope that flash is actually reflecting. Yeah. And so I hope that that continues because I think that that's the trajectory he's on, right. Is not continuing to be a reply guy and realizing like, maybe I'm not actually hot shit to some people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which is a growth moment.
1: It is. <laughs> He's
0: being humbled I'm... by the actual definition.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which
0: isn't <laughs> yeah. a thing we've ever explored on this podcast, so it doesn't mean anything to anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. Like, is that a conversation that's come up here? Is no. it always been off mic? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but he's being humbled um, yeah no i love i really like what they're doing with flash yeah. in this. like i still like i wouldn't want to be friends with flash as a person but i really right. like him as a character in how interesting he he is yep yep big same. yep so then we cut back to the tanker where hammerhead's kind of watching on and seeing spider-man and sandman begin to battle and while they you know while they do there's like kind of a group of frogmen that are attaching not like frogmen is in like men who are frogs but like
0: but, but. no they're scuba people that's what they're called yeah, like scuba people, right
1: but i didn't i don't know if ever if that's like a familiar enough term that like i think yeah so a group of, of frog men in the superhero show where they're genetically engineered creatures like i felt like that needed to be specified that's fair. if you haven't seen the episode
0: i was gonna um, tell anybody who didn't know to watch more csi but you you, br- you bring up a compelling no. point <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I've seen enough CSI. You know what frogmen Uh,
0: means. You don't need to watch CSI.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. that's. didn't realize that was the crux of the whole show. Cool. They use frogmen a
0: lot. (laughs) Really? (laughs) To find bodies that have been dumped in the water.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I guess that, okay. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Well, yeah. So a group of frogmen attach uh, massive vacuum tubes to the side of the tanker, um, and they're extracting the oil from inside. Just like the plan was to go... So, you know, the Spidey and Sandman fight is pretty – this is, like, all the stuff, we we can't describe it because it's, like, all visual, right? Um, But it's it is is really cool. They do so much cool stuff with the Sandman effects. Like, I can't, like, stress that enough that it's, like, worth watching what they do with him.
0: And he's huge. He's huge. They make that really clear. There are, like, some shots where Spider-Man is just, like, a tiny compared to him.
1: Yeah, which you know, it's not a thing we've ever seen. We've never seen Spider-Man like fight a kaiju. No, in, in, in this show. So he's done it plenty in Amazing Friends, but yeah. not in this show. <laughs> so it's it's a big deal that it's happening. That's like, awesome. yeah, he could man could literally just like bite his head off. Yeah,
0: he tried to in the museum.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He totally did. <laughs> Spidey be the snack smiles back. Well, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't really see the smile in his mask, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. There's no smiling back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's good. It's all good. I love how often Sandman's like multi-armed too. Like he's he's he has like multiple arms throughout yep. most, of, most of the fight. I'm a fan. Yeah. But anyway, so Spidey recognizes that like, oh, this is Sandman 2.0. I don't know how I can t- fight this, but he doesn't really need to find out because – as the fight goes along, Sandman's increasingly ag- aggressive attacks, like, damage the tanker. So, you know, it's a boat, so it starts to sink. And there's a whole crew on the boat, so they're in danger. And also, it's an oil tanker, so oil's spilling out. And there's a lot of explosions, so there's fire now on an oil tanker. So that's mm-hmm. not great.
0: <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, and that's
1: cool. It's bad. It's cool, too, though, because that's also pr- a pretty unique setting for a fight, I feel like. Yeah. Like, a fight... On a boat, first of all, which we don't see very often in stuff, in like any stuff, but it, an oil tanker specifically, it's like a pr- very particular kind of danger yeah. that's there. Bad um,
0: situation, very good animation. <laughs> <That's> oh, yep. <laughs> very cool 100%. stuff.
1: <laughs> 100%. They do so much cool stuff with this. So, yeah, we get another brief moment where Spidey, like, is in the middle of the fight, and then he swear he sees a Venom. Not Eddie Brock this time, but actual, like, black-suited Venom on the shore. But, you know, as expected, like, Spidey blinks, basically, and he's gone. And so uh, that's, that's going to throw Spidey off his game a little bit. And he's brought back into the moment where the tanker is now set to explode. So that's fun. Yikes. Sandman however what he gets like this is this is sort of his big moment of growth is that like he sort of sees that this is an oil tanker that is on fire and sinking and there are people who are going to die and he actually recognizes like all the damage that he's wrought essentially. So he actually just, without even really seeming to think about it very much, he just starts saving crew members from the tanker. Like, he Mm -hmm. grabs them, puts them on the the lifeboats. He helps them, like, slide down from, like, burning windows. I want to ride
0: that slide. Right? That was huge. It was like a skyscraper
1: slide. (laughs) Yeah. It looked so fun. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, not in the uh, context of being on a burning oil tanker that's about to explode. Eh, Um,
0: They all survived. Why not? Let's do it.
1: (laughs) That's true. You know, we're all death seekers in the year 2020, aren't we? Yeah,
0: hindsight is in fact 2020. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But yeah, so you know, obviously Spider-Man's kind of uh, surprised to see Sandman being a superhero. And Spide even asked him, like, like straight up, like, why are you, why are you being a good guy right now? And Sandman is like, I, I was only ever in it f- for the money. I didn't want any of this to happen.
0: The bucks. What? Yeah, the that's for the right. Bucks. We'll, you know, for the bucks. <laughs> the
1: bucks. <laughs>
0: no one talks like that,
1: Flint. No. <laughs> I love on. Um, I love the. I love the word choices on this show yeah, sometimes. Great.
0: <laughs> so after after this. Beautiful realization. Sandman tosses Spider-Man away from the tanker. Actually, like, to Spider-Man's opposition. Like, I think Spider-Man recognizes what Sandman's about to do and is like, no, 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 no. But Sandman's like, eh, whatever, tosses him all the way to, like, the shore. And just as the tanker begins to explode, Sandman expands his entire body over the ship. And so when the explosion happens, his whole body crystallizes and turns into or, uh, turns into glass, basically. And, or literally, not, not anything other than that. It, he literally turns into glass. And <laughs> Spidey says, it glazed him. It glazed him. And so you see for a moment this huge sort of, like, glass sculpture, for lack of a better term, just, like, holding the tanker. Like, it's it's kind of beautiful. (laughs) But it doesn't last long because, unfortunately, he kind of, like, shatters under his own weight, I'm assuming, um, and just, like, falls into the sea. And Spider-Man, like, appreciates this. He's like, wow, like, that was really incredible. And sort of, like, has a brief sad moment of, like, wow, that's he really did that. Um, And he whips off.
1: Yeah, he says, uh, He says uh, you wanted a big score, Marco. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you scored as big as a man can. There you go. There Aww. you go.
0: But guess what, Derek? What? Sandman's not dead. What? <laughs> He's not <gasps> dead, man. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. No way. Yeah, dude. As Spider-Man flips off, Sandman reforms on the beach, smirks, and then dusts off in the wind.
1: <laughs> it's all really artfully done. It is it's very all... cool. Yeah, like it all happens pretty quickly, but it's uh, it's very cool. Yeah, it's very nice. It's one of those things where it's like if this was it's it's nice because it's like if this was the very last episode that Sandman ever appeared in, which it very well could be because the show gets canceled <laughs> not long after this. Yep. Um, if, if this is the last episode, even if he was ever I can't imagine that he would have come back. Right. You know, but if this was the last episode that he was to be in, it would be a really nice like last episode mm-hmm. for him, too. So, yeah.
0: Ah, so good.
1: Well, elsewhere, Spidey does return to the construction site where we saw him bury the Venom symbiote back in the first season. And he's there because, you know, he's he's been paranoid this whole time cause he's been seeing Eddie and now he saw Venom. So, like, he wants to see if the symbiote is actually back, if he was actually seeing Eddie reunited with the symbiote. So, he kind of examines the cement. He sees that, it, like, it's all, like, undisturbed. So, he determines that, like, it can't be the symbiote. If it was Eddie, if he did actually see Eddie, then at least it's just Eddie, which is not as not nearly as bad of a threat as if he had the symbiote. So mm-hmm. he flips off, feeling better, but he shouldn't feel better. Nope. <laughs> unfortunately, he's been gaslit this entire time because <sighs> it was Eddie. And it's really it's really clever, I think, because I know when I first yeah. watched this, like I didn't see this coming at all, and nope. I didn't understand it for a second because basically what Eddie ended up doing – Is he like just decked himself out in like Venom looking clothes? Like he just painted a a sweatshirt to have the uh, the spider symbol on it, and has like a ski mask on, so he's all black.
0: (laughs) You know, you know what it looks like. It's like if Tobey Maguire Spider Man went with a black suit in the wrestling ring.
1: It's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what yeah. it looks like.
1: <laughs> it is. And it's clever, too, because it's it's a weird thing because they don't, they don't call it out. But, like, he has his own web shooters. Mm-hmm. But then it makes sense when you consider that he has Peter's memories and he's a smart science yep. guy himself. So if he knows how Peter built the web shooters, he could build them himself. And that would explain, like, what he's been doing in, in like, the month or so that he's been gone. Yeah. Shit. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Eddie there, and he even says very creepy like this line readings are so creepy at the end of this, like uh, yeah like it's 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 great, um, it's very creepy, like he's basically congratulates himself on his plan to trick Spidey, making him paranoid enough to lead him back to the one I love, and he pulls out a sledgehammer and just starts smashing at the cement Ugh. very creepily
0: where's you know? I knew that I always knew this was gonna be the case. Well, I didn't always know. I for remember I had tricked myself into believing maybe this wouldn't happen. But <laughs> yeah, for <a> little while. <laughs> if I hadn't tricked myself, I would have known this was always happening, but I just I want my Eddie back. <laughs> yeah. He was so lovely. He's such a smart, shining, bright beacon of light. <laughs> now wow. he's creepy and scary and traumatizing Peter. Yeah,
1: he's 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 horrible. Uh, (laughs) He's he's the exact opposite. Sometimes the light is turned off. Oh my god. <laughs> I, was, I tried to say that way more yet. artfully, but I just really could not come up with any better words than those terrible words. <laughs>
0: well, this all yeah. ends with Oh, that's right. There is another video clip, of course, because it ends with a video clip. Uh that's which right. honestly, it I can't believe I forgot this because this this episode couldn't have ended any other way but with a video clip. <laughs> like, yeah. It would have been weird true. if it didn't. But this video clip is Eddie Brock, which means it would have jumped backwards again, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. And he says uh, to the camera, hey, Flash, hope you don't mind me crashing your party. Truth is, I plan on crashing a lot of parties this year. So if you run into my bro Pete, tell him we will see him soon.
1: (laughs) Creep. Creepazoid. Creepy. Even, like, drinks a soda creepily. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Man. (laughs) Oh Eddie! Ugh. Oh Eddie!
0: Somebody get that man into space rehab. Space rehab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Before we get to final thoughts, faces of the episode, all the faces that everyone makes when uh, when Flash's mom says that Peter's Flash's best friend.
0: <laughs> you know just... what I'm realizing though? Mary Jane is like not reacting, is she?
1: I... That's why I grabbed that one. She doesn't, she's, she's, she thinks it's,
0: she's just she's like, enjoying well, of course. It. You you all couldn't figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many, and they're all so exaggerated. It's great. It's great. <laughs> what a fun beat. And this isn't even all of them.
0: Harry's is outrageous.
1: Oh, his is too much, man. It's, it's like a scream
0: painting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <It's> yep. Terrible.
0: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible.
1: Yep very good though yeah i like this episode a lot yeah
0: i like this one a lot too i think it's i don't really even know what to say about it i guess like it's 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 a cool character driven episode we get a lot of character development especially for flash but with other characters as well we see certain things sort of like kindling that inevitably will go places uh, otherwise they wouldn't have sparked at all and i think the structure is cool like i i don't it doesn't necessarily like amplify any of the themes or anything, but it's just a freaking cool structure to use. Um, And I like that they did it. Like, it's just clever, you know? Yeah. Plus like all the Sandman stuff I thought was just really fantastic. Both the actual story they were telling with him and the effects they used uh, or not the effects they used, but the animation that they, they, they went with was just so, so good. This is, this is another one where like, I remember saying, you need to watch the the original Sinister Six episodes from the first season so that you can watch the fights because they're just freaking cool. That's mm-hmm. what this is too.
1: Yeah, they they just do so. They do so, such great stuff with Sandman. It's it's incredible. Yep. Um, Him with four yeah. arms and
0: four swords, dope. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Him punching
0: up from the ground with like a hundred fists, dope. Like everything is so cool.
1: They make him like a nightmare to, yes. <laughs> to have to, to fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's so formidable and everything. It's great. It
0: feels like the type of scope that you would put into like a video game. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like a
0: huge, massive Titan boss type of fight, but in a cartoon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I hope they do Sandman in, in the next Spider-Man video game.
0: I thought you were about to say next season, and I was so sad. Like, oh, Why would you say that? No, <laughs> it's awful. Oh, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, he's I, I, he's fun in in. I mean, I've only he, they put him in the Lego video game, so like it obviously doesn't look amazing. I mean, it looks amazing for a like a, a Lego game. I'll tell you that much. They do they go all in on like the Sandman for the Lego video game. But just like the scope of it is very cool. Like fighting a boss that's that big um, and can can change and transform and is kind of constantly moving is very cool. And so seeing that in the actual style and animation that the PS4 game uses would be so good.
1: Seriously. Seriously. Just imagine some of the
0: like cinematics they could do throughout the city. It'd be so good. Oof. It'd
1: be so good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it well you know what else is so good what is so good our patreon oh my god it is so good yeah where you know whenever the next when, when the next spider-man game comes out whenever we play it we'll probably do a <laughs> bonus episode <laughs> on it on that patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash snappers. join us there and we have lots of fun stuff always going on otherwise if you would like to find us individually Where can we find you, Doug?
0: You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also find me on another podcast here on the Four Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast where my co-host Kyle and I talk about Pokemon just as we feel like it. And if you are into books or video games or, you know, light dipping into pop culture... Check me out on a podcast called Novel Gaming, where my friends Katie, Vicky, and I talk about what we're reading, what we're playing, and whatever we can't get off of our minds.
1: What about you, Derek? Cool. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B Gale. You can also find me on YouTube under my video essay series, Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. And if you'd like to find both of us on another podcast, we have a new monthly podcast called Falling With Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar movie chronologically. So we do an episode on the 13th of every month. Our episode of Toy Story is out right now. You can find that available wherever you get your podcasts or you can find it on our website along with all of our walloping web snappers episodes full archive of it our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at wallopingwebpod or email us talk about all your gambling experiences in high school yes please at- Please, I'd love to know. Email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. We would also love it if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, the best way for people to find this podcast. And next week, the symbiote causes mayhem the size of Jupiter. Mm. In the episode, Growing Pains, not the sitcom starring Kirk Cameron. Thank goodness. <laughs> Bye. See <ya. laughs>
0: Rory, are you up here? Are you up here? No? Okay. He's attacking my head earlier. Attacking <coughs> your foot earlier? Oh. My head. Oh, your head? He was on the shelf above me. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm.